Well, I am delighted to have a fabulous young man with me now who is playing Prince Charming at the floral this year. It's Lee Latchford Evans, of course, from Steps, one of the heartthrobs playing Prince Charming. Wearing very well, I might say. <laughs> it's the cryo chamber I sleep in every night. It works. <laughs> yeah, a local lad yeah. from the world. Born in Chester, grew up in Osmere Port, so New Brighton here, Floral Pavilion, it's just down the road so I'm very very happy to be here this year um, it's ticking a lot of boxes I'll get to see family and friends and just have a great time and I won't have to travel up and down from London all the time is that yeah. where you're based uh, my home is now down south yeah um, and it's just like I said then it's just lovely to once I'm up here I'll be able to settle and just see friends and family it's gonna be weird that isn't it it's gonna be a bit weird a bit strange but you know what if I'm really honest that the north and I say the North, obviously. Um, it's changed a lot since I've left. There's a lot of things, especially around the Ellesmere Port and Cheshire sort of way, there's a lot of things happened, there's a lot of new things there now. There's, there's things to do. And when I was a young boy, there, there wasn't that many things to do. We had, like, the epic Ellesmere Port Indoor Centre that was just, like, the place to go for swimming and a bit of entertainment and whatever, and the Civic Hall. But other than that, it was... You kind of just played on the street, you know, with, with your mates. Nowadays, you've got, like, the Cheshire Oaks and the Blue Planet and... You know, Chester Zoo's down the road and also There's just so much going on. And then, obviously, New Brighton here. You've got the pier and everything. I've got a great view I'm looking at right now, sitting at the floral. So there's a lot more to do now. It's, it's, it is my home. It's where I'm from. I'll never forget it. It's in my heart. So it's going to be great to be back here doing Prince in Cinderella. Are you going to be switching your phone off because there'll be an awful lot of comps? <laughs> you know what? It's, I don't, it's the first time working for this company, so I'm not quite sure how comps work at the moment. Do I get any? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We well, need some with all the family. Do you know That's what I mean? Sure. Yeah, or I'll just treat them. So, you know, we'll see how we go. When you were starting off, um, were you going into the industry? As a young boy, cut a long story short, I grew up as a footballer and a martial artist. That's all I ever did. Um, when I was at high school, I... I say stupidly, it was stupid at the time, but it actually turned out great. Me and the goalkeeper of the football team said, let's go and audition for the school play. And that was Greece. And I ended up getting the lead role, never really doing much before it. And all my mates came along to kind of, can I say, take the piss out of me? You know, my footballing mates and my, and my lads and all that. And they loved it, and they came two or three times to watch it. And I, I think I got the bug there and then. And the school nurse, June Beckett, her name was, um, her son was at theatre school in London, so she knew more about the professional side and how it all works. And she really kind of helped me out and just guided me into that way. And then I ended up moving down south and auditioning and, and yeah, getting into theatre school. That's kind of how it all went for me. So it was a, it was a different role for me. It wasn't, it wasn't I grew up wanting to be an actor. Um, I grew up more wanting to be a footballer. But it kind of, as I got older, the reality crept in and kind of, I went that way. Did you have a bad time over not becoming a footballer? I reckon my dad did, <laughs> more than yeah. me. Um, he really wanted you down well, the road. Well, I was Billy Elliot, wasn't I? I was kind of a footballer. And then the next minute I'm wearing tights and doing ballet and going to theatre school and things like that. So I think from my dad's point of view, bless his heart, um, he would be proud of me, no matter, I know he's proud of me no matter what. Um, but I think at that time, he was like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, we've played football all your life, done martial arts, now you're doing this. And I think it couldn't have come at a worse time because I actually was scouted by Wimbledon as well, as it happened. So there was that little glimmer that could I have gone into being a pro footballer? We'll never know. I might not have made it at all. You know, we will never know. But my parents work in class. We don't have anything. They'd paid money for me to go to stage school. So I was like, no, you've, you've paid. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'm not going to not do that and 
try and be a footballer, which might not work out. And, you know, as it's all turned on its head again, years later, Steps has done really well. Um, I've created a name and ended up playing in a lot of charity football games at Premiership grounds and with ex-pro footballers. So that's that's so kind you're of, getting a little bit of your yeah, dream. Yeah, I've that's, kind of experienced that's, yeah. it, which is really and nice. putting something back into the community because exactly. of the charity, yeah. which is brilliant. Um, with the martial arts, where did that fit into it, and, and does that work with with you on Panto and on stage? Uh, I think it used to. I'm a bit old now, but I think it used to. Not old. <laughs> well, I was eight when I started martial arts and it was all from watching the karate kid the original okay. karate kid when it came out i was like i want to do that and funny enough a next door neighbor was doing karate at the time um took me along with it again i loved it and i did it ever since um and then i went into kickboxing and other things and i just kept it going so as a fitness and sort of being able to perform it was weird how martial arts and dancing and other things kind of tied hand in hand really um, so it did. It did help me to that degree. It's the world away from football. It's different muscle groups. It's a different fitness. It's you know it is a world away. But it, with dancing, it's it's kind of it helps definitely. You've got a great reputation in the business as a nice person. Have you always been a nice person, or did you get a little bit big time when you were younger, just, or have you not been through that stage? Blame my parents oh, for right. who I am. <laughs> I've been brought up the right way. I think if I'm really honest, just very northern, very grounded. Like I said, working class. Um, I think I went through one moment of my life. And I remember my mum speaking to me down the phone. I don't know what I was saying. And she just went, Oi, you're not too big for your boots and all this. I've got a feeling with the band, there was a moment where we just constantly travelled. And it was a bit like planes, trains and automobiles. I don't think my feet had touched carpet in about two weeks. And we literally went from a plane to a train up to Venice. We were on boats. We were then touring. We were back on another plane. And, and it just kept going and going. And I literally got home for 12 hours to repack and pack to go off again. And knowing me, my head was just all over the place. And I probably made a phone call to my mum because I always used to phone them where we were. And I probably said something the wrong way or it came across the wrong way. And I just, I, it's weird how you remember things, isn't it? I always remember saying, oi, you know, you're not too big for your boots and all that. It's really kind of, yeah. I wasn't even trying to be big for boots. I wasn't acting no, no, like it's the just big star. The way, no, no, just the, something yeah, came yeah, out and yeah. she really pulled me yeah. back down to earth. But that's the way my parents <laughs> always were. You know, my, my, I was a, I'm a blue, I'm an Evertonian. Sorry if people don't like that out there, but I was born a blue. My dad was a blue. And I used to have parties at my house quite a lot. All my friends would come around. My parents were brilliant. We used to have bin bags in rooms. They all knew it was happening. It wasn't like a secret thing. The house never got trashed. It was so respected. And my parents would come home. And rather than, quick, parents are home, everybody out. Everyone would stay. And my dad would end up chatting to all my mates about the football and this, that, and the other. And he'd have a drink with them. And, and I always remember that. And I always think, if that ever happens to me, if I'm ever lucky enough to be father and a family man all that that's what I want I want that kind of thing where my son can go well I'm proud of that because it was just it was a lovely moment and most most kids are trying to escape it do you know what I mean they don't really know they're born these days but back then it was so nice to have that moment and all my mates will talk about it now amazing thing that people don't realize about our industry and I've been in this business now 50 years steps huge success ridiculous success it keeps coming back and back and back but it's a marriage isn't it it's a very hard thing like mm. the Beatles like Abba like these groups it is a marriage and people don't realise you know you've got to gel and oh god yeah we've, we've there's five of us we auditioned um, we got together and we've made it work from day one and there's we always say even to today 25 years later from the audition there's something about the five of us when we're all together. We can't quite put anything on it. Maybe it's that X Factor thing, I, I don't know. But we kind of all have our roles. And if those roles 
weren't quite there. It wouldn't work. Don't get me wrong. There's a great team behind us. We've gone through different managements over the years. We've got great management team in Fascination at the moment. Um, really cool record label. And we're out there working hard. It's, it's a hard slog. But we all get on great. It's different now. We've all got families. Obviously, back in the day, we could do what we want, go where we want. It didn't really matter. Now it's a military operation just to get us together and to organise things. But we make it work. And the fans have been there from day one. And we've got a huge support with families, so young children would like us. I always say back in the day, if your, your young child's playing steps quite loud, you wouldn't mind. It wasn't one of those, oh, will you turn that racket off sort of moment. I think parents liked it, grandparents liked it. Um, now, well, back then, but now more aware. And then if we've got huge following from the LGBTQI community. And there's one thing about steps is we're just open to everybody. It doesn't matter where you're from. You know, black, white, whatever, gay, straight, proud. Like I said, the LGBTQI community is huge. We open the doors to our shows and we just say, we want you to be your authentic self. That's it. Just come in and have a great time. And I think that's what's appealing about us because that's all we're doing. We're on stage just having fun. And getting paid for it and having well, fun. thankfully, yeah. nowadays, yeah. yeah. But back then we weren't. You know, we were just doing the same thing. But it was a few years in yeah. where that started to happen. So we've been at the bottom and had nothing. I've been homeless, I've been struggling. And then we've been at the top and experienced it all. Yeah. So we've, we've had that massive roller coaster ride. I'm talking to Lee from Steps. It's interesting you say that. Working all over the years, I'm a lot older than you, and I've worked with some of the major, major acts over running the Shakespeare Theatre, running Fagans in Manchester, running these places. And I saw groups like the New Seekers when they first started, who were on wages and worked every hour. Mm. God sends. People don't realise that side of it do no, they no, not at all. do you get angry as a group when you look back at maybe some of the times you've been ripped off I don't get angry and I don't even know if we have been ripped off I think that's something you know you'd have to kind of go back into accountants and things and how it all works I think as a band you just work very hard we were doing 16 hour days every single day we were all young and I suppose we didn't really know any different because we just wanted success we wanted to make it and we wanted people to like us we always found that all the other bands out there were really cool or you know all saints would be there looking really cool and five would go out there as the boys and have these great tracks and then we'd be out there in bright colors doing line dance <laughs> it's like okay uh how do we you know what, what have we got to do here but the color thing worked we were the only boy girl band at the time out there doing it so we needed to tie in and look like a band so that was where the whole let's wear similar colors came in um we like you say we worked hard and it's kind of proven now 25 years on that we're still the five original members. We've put albums out. We've recently just had a number one, which is phenomenal. And yet you can look at all the other bands back in the day. It's interesting know, you, said, yeah, you said about work. Uh, the discipline is so important, isn't it? 100%. People think you stand on a stage, they have no idea. No idea no. the graph that goes into You that. see a show, you see an amazing tour and it's phenomenal there is a lot of work that's gone in for that and there's months of work that's gone in for that as well so you've got all your rehearsals you've got your, your tech your sound your lights you've even got like your security your travel there's a massive machine that's going on behind it and then the little bit the icing on the cake at the front is us doing our bit really that's, that's how I look at it but it's one of the most important bits because obviously if that doesn't work people won't enjoy it they won't come and watch again they won't love the band that they're following and kind of come on the journey with us I suppose in a way but yeah 16 hour days every day years and years and years I don't know any other job that really does that you also lose a little bit of your identity you lose your street sort of thing whereas everyone knows you you don't know anyone else so I understand why a lot of people would go into almost hibernation to a degree because it does become weird and then if it doesn't work out and you've had a big 
huge amount of success. It's not like you can just go down the road and get a little job in your local. It doesn't really work like that. So it's it can be tough, can be tough. Um, but when it's going great, it's really great, and you cannot complain. And our, you know, you shouldn't complain. It's just that when it's going bad, it can be really bad. And you're also not earning money consistently. When it goes well, you earn a bit of money. Then you don't know when you're going to work again. Yeah. And that's that's the other downside which people don't realise. So yes, you can see the red car, uh, the red carpet, the limousines, and all that. That's just almost a facade in a way. That's kind of the way the industry wants it perceived. It's like Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah. It's interesting you say that, though. Uh, as I said, I've been in the industry for fifty years, and I've been through the lean times. People don't realise no. that, and you've got to be sensible with money. You can't just blow it. You've got to put some aside. And now you're a family man. You you've got to think like that. People do not understand, and that's what bothers me when I talk to people like you on programs like this this is so important to get this message over it yeah. ain't a game it's a business oh no not at all and that's for the youngsters i suppose today with all like the things that weren't around back in the day for us like your instagrams and your tiktoks your social media and all these things that are kind of profiling people very high but it's like well for what you know there's only a real tiny handful of people that will probably do well out of that yeah, everybody wants to do it. Everyone wants to be a social media star or whatever. And I, I've had people come up to me going, oh, yeah, I want to be famous. And I've turned around and I've gone, yeah, but for what? Yeah. You know, why? You know, I, I, I didn't really want to be famous. I just wanted to be successful and good at what I did. I wanted to perform. I didn't know where that was going to take me. I wasn't looking for fame. I was just looking for enjoyment, I suppose. But then I've always been a hard worker. And again, it goes back to my family. God, eight or nine years of age, I was helping people out with paper rounds and had a milk job, you know. I remember getting up early at three or four in the morning, doing the milk round, coming home, getting my school uniform on and going to school. You wouldn't see that today. No. You know, it's, it's, I know it's a different time and it is like that. And we've got to change with the times to a degree. But yeah, you also need the understanding that to be successful, it doesn't come to you, it's not given to you. You do have to really work for it. Have you got children? i got a little 14-month-old boy called Leo. So, so you're going to use those, like you just said about your milk round. I had a milk round. Yeah. I had a paper round. I had to learn to, to make money to, 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 to give myself a life. I think you've also got to understand if you earn money, you can spend money as well, rather than, you know, a lot of children today maybe just ask their mum and dads for money. They don't really yeah. get where it comes from. So I think from an early age, there's got to be a way that you start to understand, be that doing your homework or tidying the house or going to do the garden or whatever it can be to help your, your parents. And then maybe you get a little bit of pocket money for doing that. Yeah. And then you understand, ah, oh, right, okay, so if I do work, I'll get that. And then I've got my own money to spend. You know, it's as simple as that. Going on about Leo, it's, it's quite funny. I literally did a video the other day for my parents and put nine to five Dolly Parton over it. And we've taught him to kind of wipe his little tray after he's eaten his food with a wet wipe. It's the cutest, funniest thing ever. But then he comes up to me and he, he holds the hoover while I'm hoovering. And then he's seen myself and my wife hang washing up on the washing maiden. So now he walks up to that and he puts his clothes on the washing maiden. He's only following what we're doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. But it's, it's really funny that we'll go, go on, wipe, 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 tidy up. And he starts getting a wipe, wipe, wiping. So, you know, we, we're, we're kind of instilling it already in a, in a fun kind of way. You know, we're not going to be like cracking the whip or anything, but we've got to make him understand and learn. And that's, I think that's part of being a parent, isn't it? Lee is in panto at the Floral in New Brighton. Do you remember your first panto? That I performed in? Mm. Um, yes, I do. It was actually in Rotherham. That's my first panto I did. And it was Snow White and I played the prince in that. And I worked with a, a very close friend of mine who are really good friends now. We met doing that panto. And yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience. I really didn't know what to expect. Um, so I'd never done one before. Yeah. 
Um, I absolutely loved it. Again, got the bug for it. And I, I will say this, Panto, because you're doing two, sometimes three shows a day, it can go on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It's a long rehearsal period. You've got to get it right. The stage is one of the most dangerous places to be because there's so much going on above your head and around you. Panto can be one of the hardest working jobs that you do. But on the flip side, that is probably one of the most fun jobs you can do at the same time. And I think that's why we all do it and we love it. I've done 36 now. I always go away after Panto because I'm so depressed. <laughs> because if you've got a happy cast, yeah. it's a, once again a family. I've been it, lucky it, enough yeah. to, sorry to cut in, I've been lucky enough to have, this is maybe is my 11th Panto, I yeah. think. I'm not quite sure. Um, and I can't think of one where there's been, you know, the diva or very lucky. the awkward one, or well, maybe it's me. <laughs> maybe I'm that diva. Maybe I don't you're know. the diva you didn't know. <laughs> exactly. I'm not working but, with Lee. Yeah. Well, why have I always <laughs> moved on? But anyway, no, um, yeah, it's been great. And you, you're right. If you get a really good cast, you enjoy coming into work. That's part of it. Because there's nothing worse than coming into work and you being with two or three people that you know you're not getting on with, you're not gelling with. Yet you've got to pretend to like them. You've got to be happy with them and sing songs with them and do whatever. So it's it's great when everybody gels and they all sort of work hard for each other. Not so long ago you did um, uh, an interesting play at St Helens. Yeah. Had you done that play before? Rita? Rita, Sue and Bob too. Yeah. Uh, obviously from the, um, is it a film back in the it day? Was film, yeah. Yeah, it was a film, yeah. I wasn't it was sure if it was a TV show. Hell of a movie. Yeah, a film, yeah. and it was, uh, I think it, um, it was a gritty one, wasn't it? it kind were you surprised of, um, when you were offered it? I was, I did it for a reason, and it was to this exact reason of you saying to me, wow, that's kind of unexpected in a way. Is it something you would have thought you would have done? And I think I did it for that, you know, you leave from steps, like that happy kind of pop group, then going and doing, yes, it's a comedy, but it's actually quite full on, yeah. Read Soon Bob too. I'm quite brutal. It can be, yeah. yeah. So for me, it was a, a risk. Um, I loved it. I got on with the cast again, great. Still friends with the cast. And it was an experience that I'll never forget, but I'm so glad I did it. And it kind of opened me up to theatre. And I've done... All Creatures Great and Small, the tour of that as well, and for Ken Wright, and a few other things. So it's just, I think as an actor and as a performer, it's great if you can and you are lucky enough yet to audition, but also get the parts and different, different roles. Where do you think steps will go? Where do you, what do you see? You all must have discussed it on tour. Yeah, we're 25 years in now. Obviously, we'd never thought it would end when it ended and, and come back again and then be as successful as it was. So I think now we've literally just... We just finished our recent festival show um, a month or so ago and we've all said, look, let's take time out for ourselves now and our families and sort of reconvene in a year or so and have a chat and then go, right, where do we want to take it now? Me personally, if the fans still want it, I think all steps are on the same page that, you know, if we're out there and there's demand, then why not? And if we can still do it and nothing's stopping us, again, then why not? So... Yeah, I don't, it, I don't want to do yeah. a Zimmer frame no, tour no. or anything no, like that. No, but it's interesting but... you say that. <laughs> Tom Jones is quite frail, but the voice is spectacular. Still there. Uh, uh, Barry Manlow, the voice is still there. Why you've got the voice? Yeah. I mean, look at Abba. They've done this unbelievable oh. thing, this experience, which cost £150 million, and then at the end they come out as themselves. It, 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 there is no time limit, is there? In Not business? when you look at it like that. And like I said, if the demand's there, like with Steps, it's a, it's a bit different because we're not worldwide. We've had success in certain countries. Um, we didn't really crack America as big as we would have liked to. And I think if we had of, 
maybe we would have been like ABBA and we would have had that world sort of phenomenal. But we've got it in the UK and we've got it in little bits of Europe and Southeast Asia and places around the world. So there is options for us there. And I think if we can do it, we could be looking at the 30-year celebration. It's been 25. But we'll probably work on stuff that the audience won't see for a year or so. You know, we'd have to plan things. We'd have to maybe record new music talk about at all when's it going to work how do we put all you know the chess pieces in place so there will be a lot going on and it just depends when that happens me personally I'd like to see it in the next couple of years but it just depends how how everyone comes together to finish off why should people come and see Panto this year at the floral with you as Prince Charming I just think come and see it because it's a great family day out you know a Panto is fun and it's for everybody it's you've got your jokes for your adults that will go over the kids heads we know that you've got the lights the spectacular the dancing the singing um it's prince charming here from cinderella then maybe horses you know so kids always love you know the ponies on stage I, it ticks a lot of boxes i think and again you can walk through the door and if you have got any troubles or if there's any stresses let's be honest we've all got some stress and troubles in this day and age the way the world is at the moment Maybe you can just leave them at the door for a while and just let everything go and just enjoy Panto and just have a laugh. Just don't throw tomatoes at me. <laughs> Lee, I'll just say one more thing. You're a nice man. Bless People you. like you in the business keeps the business alive. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. And if you enjoy that, we've got some great podcasts. Why not just subscribe? It's free.